you don't learn from history, nothing to say. Oh, that are history. I got something for you. Was that a freaking Back to the Future reference? Mr. Leverage. Good dude. Being a dad is probably one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Most rewarding things in the entire world. The right tool for the right job, man. That's all you need. Best meat and ever. You need to put it in your mouth. Another great quote that I like so much is uh, from Unknown. It's, uh, success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Episode 13. Studio number one, original home base. The home front. The, the home base. They're both cozy. I like both studios. I, I do, too. Uh, you made I, a lot of improvements down here. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks sharp. It looks like a, like a studio. You it know? does. It looks like a podcast studio. That's what I've been thinking about doing the YouTube thing. I, I'm thinking we're at that level. Why I set it up like this. More exposure. Yeah, exactly. People like watching, you know? They like watching people talk for some reason rather than just... Hearing them talk. Well, we see that uh, with the kids, you know. They will watch a family be a family on YouTube. Right. Which is kind of funny. So, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah, watch a family be a be a family on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's mind-boggling. <sighs> Some of the stuff. Some of the stuff the kids watch, man. Some of the stuff the kids watch, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting to watch these YouTube families that have, like, a gajillion dollars. Oh my god! And they're they're using their kids to make the money, for you know? sure, <laughs> for sure. Like I, that Ryan's toy review. Oh my god! Autumn used to watch that when she was a baby, baby. Yep, dude, annoying. I, I was like, stop! You're not watching this anymore. <laughs> it's not as bad as Caillou, though. I, little... I've never. Oh nope! Don't even know what you're talking about. Well, actually, then you're lucky. Unfortunately, I <laughs> had to survive a couple. What is episodes Ca- of Caillou? I don't want to. Like a great detail, but what is Caillou? Is it like a anime or something? It's animated, terrible, freaking graphics. You know, it, it, it's just a low budget cartoon. I don't oh, know. Okay. They had, had a good following, I guess. But uh, all right, <laughs> then I'm glad. Like, did you steal a library book, Caillou? <laughs> like, dude, oh, what? I think I know what you're talking about. I have seen. I think um, my brother-in-law's son watches that. Yeah, that just basically he, he gets busted and then just busts out crying. Yeah, I, I believe I, I believe I have seen that. Yeah. So I have not been spared, sadly. Oh god. <laughs> well. Wow. Anyway, so today, a little later on, we're going to be getting into the Smalldown crime family. Just a quick little topic, you know, something light, taking the the heaviness of Sand Creek away. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure, we definitely needed a kind of a breath of life. I don't know the infatuation with the Robin Hood types. Yeah. Like. People just love that. Yeah. Take from the rich, give it to the poor. Yep. Doesn't happen very often anymore. But yeah, small dones. Small dones. With that, I wanted to touch on, how did your week go? Oh. Uh, well, I guess I can back up like two weeks. Yeah. So I went we to... didn't cover that last week. So. Well, I went to Grand Junction. I think did... Oh, yeah, we didn't. Uh, maybe uh, maybe briefly, but either way. I was in Grand Junction doing an uh, install, install for Excel Energy, and... Uh, Finished that up, came home, didn't know what I was doing this week. Nobody told me or anything. Monday morning, I wake up, look at my email, and I'm doing another Excel. And I'm like, mother, mother peeper. Is that, is that back at in Grand Junction? No, I was in uh, uh, Commerce City ah, okay. or Henderson. 
Oh, okay. I'm up in that area. Yeah, I-76 I I and 96. Yep, I drive through that area. Yeah. So I was there all week with uh, our new guy who's 51 years old. And uh, Tuesday, my uh, my salesman calls me. At the end of the day, we didn't get anything done. We had to, like, deliver the parts, whatever, and they didn't have anything moved. So the main guy had a family emergency. His wife was in the hospital and stuff, so he wasn't there the week before to move all the stuff. We decided to help out, started moving stuff for him, and didn't really get anything done. I get a call from the salesman, and he's like, help me, help me understand. Help me understand, dude. And I said, I don't fucking have to. And he's like, you don't? I was like, no, I don't fucking have to. I was like, I've done seven of these for you. This is number eight. All of them have been done on time. All of them have been perfect. So back the fuck off. <laughs> Just, he's like, he started stuttering over his words and stuff. <laughs> I got him, dude. Like it spread like wildfire that I went off on him. So that was, uh, that was this week. Then he showed up Friday, like a whooped pup. Had a meeting with somebody on site and then came up to us and he's like, I just want to let you know that the the area manager really likes your work. Said, uh, said you know, you're incredibly talented. You're really easy to work with and looks forward to working with you in the future. And I was like, gave him the thumbs up. I'm like, right on, man. It's a pretty cool accolade. Thanks. And he's like, all right, I got to go. And he left. All right. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Yeah, that's it. Good. So yeah, so that was that was a good good part of my week for sure. Awesome man, setting him in his place. <laughs> <laughs> Small wins, dude. Yeah, or a huge win, huge win. I I think it's a big win. Yeah, there you go. I think we'll see if he reverts to his old ways because he does that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> I I just that's funny. <laughs> Well, anyway, do you, do we want to talk about the drink real quick so we can get into it? Yeah, let's get into the drink, and then... Uh, when we have something to sip on? Something to sip on while you tell me uh, well, you, had, uh, you had something. Oh, the, the dad moment? The dad moment. Yeah, this morning. I'll, uh, I'll get into that. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's pour, pour this up. up. All right, we're drinking J.P. Weiser's, established 1857, the Bolden Complex medley of aged corn and rye spice. So this is 24 years old. Yeah. Yes, it is. That will be the oldest whiskey I have ever drank in my life. And uh, the <clears throat> the funny tie to that, which will, uh, when the small dones begin, we'll get a little further into it. But a fun one is, that's the same um, company that created Crown Royal for the Queen when she went to Canada. Eh, there's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah. So, yeah. Royal Crown. Sorry. Cro- Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I haven't had any of this yet. <laughs> but uh, it's a Canadian whiskey. So, yeah. yeah. So you know the qualities there with Crown. You know the qualities there because, I mean, look at that thing. They've been around since like 1870. 1857. My bad. 1857. Right before the gold rush. I'm holding the bottle. I have the advantage. I'm going to go ahead and pour this up. Cheers, brother. She is. <coughs> it would help if, if I. <coughs> it would help if the first sip went down the right tube. Generally. <coughs> oh my god, that hurt. That there is delicious. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. 
Oh my. That's really good. So JP Weisers, we're gonna be uh, <coughs> sipping that today. <coughs> it's really you know good. How it goes, yeah. I'm gonna be coughing a lot because my first sip went down the wrong tube and it burns pretty bad. However, it does it does pack a punch. Feel <coughs> it in the throat. Oh, for sure. And the flavors are amazing. Yes. This is uh, first cask strength. So it's like, it's cask strength whiskey. You might have to one day educate me on what that means. Sure. That day's not today, though. Not no. today. So Not today, Jesus. Now that we've wet the whistle, why don't we get into your dad moment? So this morning, we wake up to a little on the door, okay. right? And we, we sleep in sometimes. Autumn's old enough, you know, to kind of wake up and make herself cereal and yeah. turn the TV on. So sometimes if we can sleep in... You're going to do it. We're going to sleep in. Dude, to set the scene... It is foggy and rainy here. Oh, yeah. Foggy, rainy, chilly. Which is, like, pretty much welcome to Seattle. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's perfect sleeping weather. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it was only, like, 9.15. Yeah. She tap, 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 tap on the door. And I was already half awake. So, I'm like, yes. Lauren wakes up. Yeah. Or, yeah. Autumn opens the door. And she said, Bella pooped. And then started retreating from the doorway slowly. And we're like... Where are you going? We're like, J- just come here. Like, what? Where did she poop? In my room. And you could see it in her face. Like, she- Lauren's like, did you let the dogs out when you woke up? She's like, no. That's why she pooped on your floor. Oh, like, it's a no. big responsibility. Like, we got her the uh, bearded dragon to kind of give her like a responsibility challenge almost. You know what I mean? I even told her straight up, I'm, I've grown attached to that freaking lizard i like that thing but we told her like you know if you if, you, if this thing died i told her this lauren would never say this I was like if it, if it dies it's your fault <laughs> like you we're not own this yeah you know, we're not doing anything to help you it's a it's a responsibility thing we're trying to teach her how to be responsible with a living creature you know yeah. she's really good but she's given up some of the responsibilities because lauren's been helping out so she's kind of put them to the wayside that's no more she's gonna be doing it all and she is no longer going to be sleeping with both dogs. If she can't take them out, then you don't get both. You don't get both dogs. Okay. And it's always Bella that poops in her room. The other one can freaking hold her poo, I guess. I don't know. Bella's a little on the older side. She's Yeah, she's like eight or nine. We don't know exactly because we rescued her. Right. So she didn't clean the carpet was the one thing she didn't do. So ah, okay. Well, baking soda. It was vinegar. Just, we don't have anything in the house right now. We're... We're empty. <laughs> so there's a there's a shit there's a shit stain. It's like yeah, it's probably stained. Oh. Yeah, whatever. We'll get it up. At least she took the initiative to get the actual poop up off yeah. the floor. Yeah. yeah, good for her. I mean, yes, yes, and no. But she should have, you know, when she woke up at probably eight o'clock in the morning and the dog's whining and pacing around the room, she should have let the dog out. Let the damn dog I outside. Mean, who let the dogs out? Who let the dog out? Not my child. <laughs> <laughs> It was. A, I mean, it's a, that's an easy dad moment. You know what I mean? It's yeah. an easy parenting moment across the board. I mean, pretty much Lauren handled it. I didn't really have to say much. I did tell her, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Yeah. You know, if a living creature is asking you to go outside, you let it outside. Yeah. Please. <laughs> woof. Right. Woof, woof. I really got to poop. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not going to end well for both of us. Right. <laughs> now her room smells like shit, so... It's an even trade. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, yeah. You, 
she done learned today. Exactly. If you don't learn from history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who said that. I don't know who. I don't know. Yeah, well, guest star. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I'm uh, still going solo at the, the supervisor thing. Damn, still? Yeah. And I'm eating my words. I told my boss, is like, dude, I will suffer <clears throat> as long as I have to if it means that you bring the right person on board. Sure. So now it's literally been, eating your own work. Pretty much. I'm doing okay. I tend to find myself pretty cynical at the end of the week. I called someone a fuckface the other day. <laughs> and Listen here, fuckface. We have enough relationship to where... Uh, we have a good enough relationship where I could say something like that. Yeah. And they know that I mean what I... Like, oh, he's serious. Gotcha, gotcha. And I'm not going to mess up, but... I like those relationships. Yeah. Like, we got that kind of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You're like, hey, fuckface. Listen here. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, okay, Chad's serious. <laughs> right. What did I do? So the folks have to clock in and out for lunch. It's a new thing. There was some time clock theft where before mm. it was automatic. It would just get deducted. Then you didn't have to bother <coughs> clocking in or out. Sure. Um, That's the best way to do it. But time clock theft, yeah. Time clock theft. There were people just, you know, taking well, well above half hour lunches. So anyway, that... We caught on, we got smart, but <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished because now I have to monitor their punches in and out for lunch, and sometimes they just don't do it, and they they usually forget to punch out for lunch, but then it, it just messes up their whole week as far as time goes. That's on you? It's to watch on their me time? to monitor, yeah. Huh. Not like to be like, you know, freaking Barney Fife, now look here, mister! Like, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're not, like payroll monitoring their time. You're just monitoring it to make sure no one's stealing time. Okay, got and it. That and I have to submit their pay, uh, Not I have to submit their hours by the end of the, the two-week pay period. So everything has to flow. Huh. It has to have a punch in, a punch out for lunch, a punch back for lunch, and a punch out. Right. So four punches. Yep. Now, multiply that times 60 freaking people who choose to do it on, do it or do uh, or not to do it. <laughs> They become fuck faces <laughs> when I'm talking. Like, hey, punch out for lunch, fuck face. And then, you know, oh, you got it, boss. Damn it, man. So anyway, I'm eating my words. I think there's a person that my boss is uh, looking at, which is good. So I'm hoping. Step in, step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. They went to school for logistics and supply chain, and <coughs> uh, they're from outside of the company. Those were two of my wishes. Sweet. So both of them met. So you can kind of mold them? Yes. Yeah, because they're going to, you know, I don't think they've had a leadership position before. And if anybody is a leader on here, maybe you can comment and tell me if you went through the same thing. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's a thing where you take on a new role and then you go through this weird phase of self-doubt and it lasts for a while. Imposter syndrome. <clears throat> Interesting. I've never heard that. Yep. So get a chance. Google it. Tell me if you've ever experienced that. I won't, I'm not going to go into too many details on what it is, but yeah. help that person, whoever, whoever it is, kind of get through that phase. Gotcha. Get them pointed in the right direction. And you can find us on Instagram at BCDCast, Facebook at BCDCast. You can find us on Twitter, BCDCast1858. All one word? All one word. That's gaining some traction, too. I really enjoy the Twitterverse. Twitter's a whole different animal. Talk about exposure. Yeah. It's a whole different animal. It is. So once you once you dabble in the the Twitter, it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, how you feeling there? Wow, I think the coughing, the inhaling it, fucked me up. 
It's in the lungs. <clears throat> I'm serious. I'm like, I'm all dizzy and shit. Really? We'll, Not like dizzy, but. We'll keep know. an eye on him. Keep keep an eye on me. <laughs> Put his life alert on. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> um, but I guess my dad moment, it actually happened yesterday. Jordy went upstairs. Madison is or has been with her grandparents for pretty much the whole week. That's nice. It is get, nice. Get a nice little break. I know you missed a little one, but of course, get a nice little break. You Dude, know? there was a summer I spent three weeks with my grandparents. It was great. <laughs> there was a time that I spent two years with my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, she raised you right. Right. I think you're decent. I mean, I was only like, I think four or something. That's good. <laughs> Old school. No, I went to public school. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Just old school fashion parenting. I told you, dude. Inhaling it fucked me up. <laughs> no, nope. I went to public school. <laughs> like old school. No, no. I went to public school. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's rich. But I guess my dad moment would be, you know, you're raising your kid right. She was told to do something once. You gave her a little bit of freedom to go take care of it. Mm-hmm. She. Went and did that thing, dude. She, The bane of her existence is cleaning her room. I think that's with any kid. That's with any kid, yeah, for sure. And it's always like, well, I, I clean my room, and then you go up there, you're like, dude. Like, everything's shoved under the bed. Yeah. You didn't clean anything. You didn't do anything. <laughs> you just basically, like, shove the pile of shit around the room. Dude, she calls me up. She's like, hey, Dad. Yeah, I just kind of got started, but uh, do you want to come and take a look? I'm like, usually, Jordan, when I go up there, are you sure you want to do this? Right. So yeah, Dad, just... Let's go take a look. And I go up there, dude. This room is immaculate. <clears throat> like She's like, hey, Dad, take a look at the closet. Right. Guess what? Because the closet doors were shut and everything's, yeah. She opens the closet, clean. Huh. I look in her drawers, folded, organized. Dang. Dude, this kid <clears throat> just, you know, it was like, just woke up and was like, I'm going to be the badass that that you all know I can be. Well, you know, we had days like that growing up, too, where it was just like, it's just a good kid day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same shit. My parents would be like, oh, I know your room's not clean. It's like, oh, I cleaned that thing. Go check it. Yeah. Please, come here. Look. Well, and there wasn't really, really any kind of stipulation for cleaning it. She's just like, hey, I, uh, you know, I, I did what you asked. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if you feel like going to five below, I could use some Pokemon cards, yeah, but maybe not. Maybe not. You know, it'll be all right. I'll be all right either way. <laughs> so she put it out there. And of course, I yeah. like, Jordy, later on, I guess the dad moment is, it's like, yeah. you, do you like how this is right now? Do you like how you're being talked to? And like, We'll always love you regardless of whether you right. clean your room or not. Right, right. But do you kind of feel what I'm talking about now? You kind of give the respect. You get the respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the takeaway moment. So. Yeah. And that's, it's always nice when you don't have to yell at your kid. Oh, you know? I hate I, that. I wonder if they think that we enjoy it. I hate it. I, I do, too. <clears throat> but it's, every now and then it's got to happen, and she's a pretty good kid, man. I got She's, I she's a pretty good kid. I think we've, I think we've got some good kids, man. Yeah. So. We're doing something right for now. For we'll, now. We'll see when they get all those hormones and stuff. My God, I'm not ready for that. Yeah, screw that, dude. We're we're staring that down. We got two, three years left, uh, and then it's gonna be there. Yeah. Yep, about two, about two, about two years. Autumn will be ten next month. Fuck that. 
<laughs> Double digits, man. They're, they're growing and it sucks. Yeah. My old, my little squishy. Right. Yeah. Ah. Well. Well, anywho. What do you say we get into <clears throat> reviews, man? Absolutely. So, in lieu of, you know, talking about mobs and Italian mobs and... Oh. What, I, ha- I haven't mentioned yet. Oh, what's up? I'm Italian. <clears throat> I know it's an odd place to put it. Like, oh, hey, everybody, sorry, let's stop the show. I'm Italian, but I, I, I meant to mention that earlier in the episode. Oh, way to go, Paisan. Way yeah. to interrupt the show. My <laughs> my uh, great-grandmother's last name was Bedini, so... Yeah, okay, I remember this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I don't know how much. I'm going to put that out there, but I am Italian. Well, one of my uncle's last names is Carlino, so... Stay tuned, and we might uh, we might hear that name again. It's very yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, I'm going to bring us back to our regular <clears throat> scheduled programming. Yeah, sorry about that. That's nah, all good. <laughs> it's all good. I just had to put that out there because we're we're doing the Italian culture, you know. What? Yeah. What would you say mobs are most known for? Like when they're going to take somebody out, what do you call it? A hit. They're going to go out there and whack them. Oh, they're yeah, a whack them. So that's where whack them all got its name. Being that we're the blue-collar dad cast, <laughs> every now and then we need some manscaping. What better tool to use than the weed whacker <laughs> manufactured by Manscaped? Yep, yep. Yes, so that has some pretty good reviews there, and bad. Okay. One guy says avoid. Avoid? Avoid. Absolutely not worth the money. I'm a buy-once, cry-once type of person, so... <laughs> Buy once, cry once. There's no fool me twice. No, I buy something. I try to buy the absolute best possible. This is not one of those. I've had it for just about three months and have used it several times. And each time I end up starting with it, get frustrated at its lack of cutting, and end up finishing with my $8 L Cheapo trimmer. (laughs) All in all, you are paying for marketing, not a premium product at all. Hey, that's a great review. Should have returned the stinker right away. Total waste of money. <laughs> How much are they? They're not cheap. No, I wouldn't imagine that as cheap. And then, like one guy reviewed the the replacement clipper pieces, like sixteen ninety nine. So, oh my god, to pay something, I, I don't know. There's 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 reviews on both ends of the spectrum, right? This guy is like, listen, I'll be the first to admit that I was a bit apprehensive about the manscaped weed whacker. <laughs> Nose hair and trimmer. Nose hair and ear trimmer. I mean, the name alone is enough to make you raise an eyebrow. Or shave it. But let me tell you, (laughs) this thing is straight up miracle worker. Not only does it trim nose hair and ear hair with ease, but it does it quickly. Like a blink and you'll miss it quick. And it's so quiet. It's not like a, it's not like a hoe like you. No, uh, a hole like me is really loud. A hole like me, and then I use the off-brand hole like you. Yep, yeah. about deafen me, but not this ear and nose hair trimmer. Nice and quiet. Uh, just a whisper. Get like the mob. Get the whacker for your pesky nose hair. Don't be a and your pubes and <laughs> your nasty, nasty pubes on your face. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, face pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Oh man, I hoped you liked it. I thought yeah, it was, it was good. Funny. I like I like the first one. Yeah, the whack. <laughs> that's why I said the whack a mole. That's where the whack a mole got a, got its name. You know the name of my of my iPhone is right? 
The Godfather? The Don. <laughs> That's the name of my iPhone. Look at that. You're Italian and your phone is called The Don. Yeah. Well, I named it The Don. Oh, oh yeah. I, mean, just, I thought it just happened. It's funny because I go to get picked up from like Lyft or Uber or something. And they're like, thanks, dude. We were at uh, one of the Broncos games a couple years back. And, you know, there's like tons of Justins and Jasons and Johns and Chris's and Adams and Davids and, you know, like tons and tons. You know, 70,000 people in that stadium. Yeah. And they're all looking for, for a Lyft or an Uber. And our ours shows up. Somebody tries to take it, and he's like, "No, like I'm I'm here for the Don." And <laughs> I was like, "Hey, that, <laughs> like, hey, that's <laughs> like, that's our car right there." And and uh, Lauren makes fun of me for having it. As <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude, like the driver was like so surprised when we got in, and he's like, dude. Thank you so much for having a unique name. He's like, I can't tell you how many people tried to take this this lift from you. <laughs> and I just, like, I just kept saying, no, this is for the Don. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to take that. <laughs> I'm going to get whacked. <laughs> By the weed whacker. Don't need any unsolicited manscaping today. Oh, man. Oh, oh dude. I'm crying. <laughs> I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. I could just imagine being drunk, you know, and you just left the game or whatever. Oh man, that's the Don's car. Right, don't touch that. That's for the Don, dude. I think. I mean, folks like you and I, we would overthink that, and then maybe even make a joke out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We would always do that. I mean, if if, if you want to get started into this topic, I'm down. I got a little bit of history on the small Dones, but basically, like, <laughs> after laughing so hard. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what do you What do you have? Just, just a little bit of stuff here. So I just want to touch on uh, Ralph Smaldone. He's the father of uh, Clyde, Eugene, and Chauncey, and they were they made up, really, the Smaldone crime family, but there were nine total siblings, basically, in that family, in that house. And, you know, in the 1900s, they didn't... He made $30 a day working on the railroad, and... They didn't have a bath, or they didn't have a bathroom. <clears throat> they had an outhouse, and he was saying Clyde, an actual account from Clyde himself, when he was like 86 years old, he said, Mom used to give us a bath four at a time once a week in the wash tub. Like, that's how things were, you know? Yeah, just different time, man. Well, and he got a raise, Ralph did, from the railroad to $40 a month. Or I said $30 an hour before, sorry, $30 a month. Actually, he said 30 bucks a day. $30 a month. So when he became foreman, he was making $40 a month. And I went back and actually found out how much that would be nowadays, and it's right about $1,011.23 a month. And it went pretty far. With nine freaking kids. I mean, yeah, it had to go pretty far. And then he starts making 40 bucks an hour, which I didn't do the, you know, reverse sure. inflation for that, but... Yeah, maybe fourteen hundred. So they put a bathroom in when he started making forty. So money went a long way back then. Um, but Ralph immigrated with his parents from Potenza, Italy. If I botched that, let me know. Uh, in the eighteen nineties, uh, most most of the immigrants from Italy were from northern Italy back then because they didn't come out here to do the the work, the hard work. They didn't come out here to mine. They didn't come out here to do any of that stuff. They came out here to open businesses. And that's 
I mean, if you back then in the 1890s, if you ran along the Platte River, that's what you would see is just stands of fruits and goods and leathers and stuff like that. And it's all Italians. Interesting. So, Italian leather. Yeah, Italian leather. And uh, they, <laughs> they they came out here to create businesses, and, and they did so. But they were they were not respected in the 1890s. A lot of hate was going around in the 1890s when he moved here. It was like the quote from the thing I read was, uh, a mule was more important in Denver than an Italian was. I don't, I don't know what it was. People just hated Italians. Clyde was quoted saying he went to North Denver High School in 1920-something. And the coach was racist. He hated Italians. So and his coach was, he was good at football, really good at football. And his coach was like, eh, you suck, kid. So he dropped out of high school at 11, or in 11th grade. They didn't like the, the Irish either in the last episode. They were settled yeah. in Leadville, and then they were booted out of Leadville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the heart of uh, Little Italy, if you want to go, kind of, it's not anymore. But back then it was um, 35th and Navajo. So there was a, a church named Our, La- or, yeah, Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church. Uh, they lived one block away. They They built that in, like, 19, I didn't get the exact date. But they built that church, and... That was kind of the central hub of Little Italy, off 35th and Navajo. And a little further on that, because I was like, what do they call it? Our Lady of St. Carmel. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like, what What kind of spurred that? I had to look that up. And uh, it says, Our Lady of Mount Carmel is the title given to the Blessed Virgin Mary in her role as patroness of the Carmelite order. The first Carmelites were Christian hermits living on Mount Carmel in the Holy Land during the late 12th and early to mid 13th centuries. So, little tidbit on that. That was that was kind of cool, I thought. So remember I said uh Ralph was supporting his family on 30 to 40 bucks a month. Yeah. Little again a little side note, I guess since we're doing side notes. Um do you know when income tax was implemented? When? Yeah. When the Federal Reserve was implemented? 1862. Oh, I didn't know that. By President Lincoln. So that it, it could pay for... What? The Civil War. So they were starting to take money from people's income so that they could pay for the war. Interesting. Yeah, he was. He actually appointed the first uh, commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service. Come on, Abe. <laughs> Damn it, Abe. Smalldown started light. Uh, their first crime, again, quoted from Clyde, was stealing pants with a friend. Pants with a friend. One pair of pants each. They saw a hardware store. The door was open. They must have forgot to lock it or shut it. And it was the middle of, I would assume, early morning, late night, something like that. And they uh, they saw it was open. And they're like, shit, man, let's go get... They didn't have jeans. Let's just get pants. Well, let's just go in and get some pants real quick, you know. They were, kind of, they were you know, no, I get it. not making a ton of money, so... They actually went to jail in they, Golden. They went to jail in Golden. For stealing some pants. It's crazy. And nowadays, you just get a slap in the wrist. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shoot, yeah. they'll just let you steal them now. Right, right. You just run out. <laughs> you just run out. And <laughs> the employees like, ah, might get fired for shit. trying to stop you now. Yeah. But anyway. The opposite. Um, 
but yeah, I guess kind of going back to the hardships that they endured, the Italian culture, um, to make matters worse at first and then better later, prohibition came around and it drove people to distrust Italians saying they were more prone to criminal activity because almost everybody doing bootlegging or participating in bootlegging were Italian. Okay. So Colorado went dry January 1st, 1916, three years before most of the rest of the country. So for the rest of the majority of the United States, it was in 1919 when Prohibition, the, I think it was, uh, oh God, the 18th Amendment to the Constitution was in 1919. But Colorado and Iowa and I believe Ohio and a couple other states, Oregon, all went in 1916. So it gave uh, gave the old Smalldones a head start. Like, think about, think about back then, you know. Go to work, you get off work, go have a couple drinks at the bar, loosen up, because you just worked your ass off on the railroad or... In the mine. In the mines, whatever. And then they take it away. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. something to do daily after work. It, they didn't have TV. They didn't have anything to just. No. It's alcohol it's was like rooted, a, rooted in our history. Yeah, alcohol was a staple. Get off, go have some drinks, maybe even get drunk. Yeah, and go home and chill out, or beat your wife, whatever you know. <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> that was one of the reasons why prohibition happened, dude. Yeah, okay. Was domestic violence. So. Whatever they yeah when uh, when they decided to make alcohol legal it created a whole different class of criminals and the small dones kind of got in on it it was uh, it was very lucrative they actually used to basically stalk the 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 bootleggers and find out where they were hiding all their whiskey and wine and stuff like that and they would steal it and they'd go back on the street and sell it and quote it from Clyde he said. We didn't know how much we were supposed to be selling these things for. He's like, we, we sold a bunch of them for $2 a bottle because we thought that was too much, you know? And he's like, in actuality, we found out we could have been selling them for $20 a bottle. And think about that. His dad <clears throat> or their, their father is making 40 bucks a month, and they're selling these bottles for $20 a bottle, dude. Like, you're rich at that point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just one bottle is... Uh, is- Two weeks pay. <coughs> right. That's right. insane. It's freaking sweet. But they didn't even know. They, they yeah. were just... So they were selling it for two bucks. That's why everybody was like, oh, hell yeah, we're yeah, going to go to the small that, dones, yeah, man. Yeah. You know, not these other bootleggers. So they're stealing it. And it's it kind of cool. Yeah. They even started uh, making their own, right? Yes. So they started making... They moved their office to like 34th and Pecos. Dude, I grew up off of 34th and Irving. Oh, so you're right there. Not at that time, but yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, you were right there. You, you were you were in a little piece of little, little, little Italy. Probably living in a house that, you know. Somebody, uh, yeah, yeah. One of the, the mafioso lived in. Lived in, bought from. There you go. Very well could be, dude. Yeah, dude. It's in Crane. It's in Crane. It's insane. <laughs> in Crane? No, it's insane. It's in Crane in the membrane. Yeah. Um. So one of the one of the really cool things that I saw, and that's where this whiskey comes from, is eventually they got so big and were, they were making good money, they actually started going to Canada to get the really good whiskey to come down and sell it for 
God knows how much to the rich people. This here's the good stuff. And <clears throat> old uh, J.P. Weiser's here was around in Canada during the Prohibition. Well, so there you go. we can only think they were up there getting some J.P. Weiser's. That's that's that was my thought. Sure, I I when you told me about it, I could see your thought process. Mm-hmm. I could see your thought process on that. That's awesome. It's a huge connection. Yeah, and uh. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they got caught. Um, they did. Bringing a, a carload of Canadian whiskey. And we already touched on the Crown Royals made by the same guy, and that's my whiskey of choice. No wonder. Quality's there, man. It is good. I, I will not, uh, I won't knock that at all. And before you go, fun fact, dude. Fun fact. One, one of the funnest facts that I, like, reading into this, watching the videos and stuff. They actually started buying whiskey from Al Capone. That, see, that makes Clyde sense. Did. So Clyde was known for making friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned Al Capone. Al Capone was one of them. <coughs> uh, but he also made friends with Carlos uh, Marcello. Fact check me, pronunciation. Yep. <laughs> uh, he was the mob boss of New Orleans. Carlos okay. Marcello. Ah. And uh, good old Governor Ralph Carr. Oh, he was friends with the governor, eh? Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're selling the best hooch, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna rub elbows that, with that, absolutely. Yeah, they did get busted. They actually went to prison for it. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, you're bootlegging. Yeah, so they get busted. They go to prison for it, but they were freed in the uh, early '40s, and they came to find that their business was bootlegging business was diminished. Yep, because the 18th Amendment was repealed. So yeah, exactly. So. I, Thank you for mentioning that. Because, yeah, they, they're, they're out of business now that booze is legal again. But they seamlessly moved into gambling. And that's where my coworker was telling me his dad was a, <clears throat> a Denver police officer from 1908 to 1935-ish. And he actually used to, after he got off work, he'd go gamble with the Smalldowns. Ah, dude, that's crazy. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Something that we have to do, and I've learned through this experience, so just like we did for Sand Creek, there, you know, the Colorado History Museum, there's a Denver Police Museum as well that we're going to have to check out. I learned that too, and I'm like, I kind of want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in to another episode to find out if or when we went. So they got into gambling, and they were running it out of a, a high-end restaurant uh, that doubled as a casino run by Ova Elijah Spiling Charlie Stevens. Down there, over off the border of Douglas County and Arapahoe, known as the Blakeland Inn. So, I'm going to have to check and see if that's still around. Or what building it may have been converted into, but... Absolutely. Um, not long after that, they opened Gaetano's. And I just offhand, you had mentioned in the closing of Sand Creek that uh, your friend went to Gaetano's? Or? That was the same same guy. Same guy. His so. dad would. I didn't want to give Gaetano's away when I said it. Yeah, he used to go into the basement of Gaetano's where they had the gambling outfit. Ah, okay. It was a speakeasy, man. Yeah, yeah, speakeasy. So, Gaetano, which I didn't know, but that's basically like the Italian Clyde. So, it's like calling it Clyde's. It's like a Jose's Joe. Yeah, Peter, Pablo. What is Juan? I wonder. I'm say, John? I'm going to say maybe John. James? Yeah? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. No, Jaime is James. That's right. 
So yeah, the Italian Clyde Gaetanos. That's really cool. Yeah, it was uh, opened in 1947. And then they also, in 1947, opened a place called Monte Carlo Casino in Central City. Yeah. Didn't that turn into... It's a different casino now. Um, Guy, uh, Grand Z. So, yeah, Monte... I remember when Monte Carlo was up there. I don't know how, but I, maybe just the name. I think it was too long ago for me to have been there and went to the Monte Carlo, but I could have been there. I don't know. That It's crazy how we've basically touched history... Unknowingly. And didn't even know it, yeah. That's, that's awesome. And then we did a segment on Central City. Be sure to listen back through the episodes. But yeah, that that there is really cool. I was excited to see that. Now, you said 1947? Yep. So 1947. Was... So almost 40 years before gambling became legal, which they predicted would happen. Huh. So yeah, Clyde was the brains of the operation. <clears throat> and I started to mention Eugene Checkers. Right. Um. He was you, the muscle? He was the muscle, the tough guy. Uh, he had the closest ties with the, the feared mob bosses down there in Pueblo. And you mentioned uh, your uncle's last name was Carlino? Carlino. So I wonder if there's any connection there. So they, Could be. I mean, the name is not going to change. The, so The Carlino's family and, believe it or not, Joseph Roma, who we didn't touch on yet, but he was the one who employed... The small domes. Ah, he made them. He made them. Well, right? we, we think. We, we think, think. You know, whatever the big made process is. Yeah, we don't know all that because we ain't in the mob. But that would make sense. I mean, they're their own family doing their own things, bootlegging and stuff like that. So they're already a a mob. But then you go with somebody, I guess maybe bigger. He was the he was the dude, and in fact. 1933, Joseph Roma was shot seven freaking times. Did he live? No. <laughs> so, no. I think the seventh one got him. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't there, however. But he didn't live. He didn't live, no. Okay. So, with his death, that meant that the small dones were the kings of Denver. Okay, so that, that, maybe he didn't make them, maybe they were just two mobs, or whatever you want to call them, working together. Working you know together. I mean? Like, hey... Maybe Joseph Roma's, he was on the bigger end for sure. Because the way it was read is that he was like, he, like, hey, employed them. Okay, okay. He employed, well, I mean, they do that too. You have your, your mob boss, and then you have the lower, lower, low, and it goes like all the way down structure. to like, yeah, your, your grunts. Anyway, yeah, I'm not part of a mob. I just know it from video games and reading books. I saw a movie once. Yeah, so, and movies. There you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, Joseph Roma, he doesn't really... It didn't really ring a bell until I was reading through and found that once he was gunned down, that essentially made the small dones the kings of Denver. North Denver. Yes. Or was it all of Denver? Because I guess I, the small dones ran North Denver. for So you're, yeah, probably just Denver as a whole. Yeah. I mean, dude, the biggest dude's taken out. Yeah. That makes sense. Makes a lot of room. That's crazy. I like it. But yeah, they weren't really known to be like violent. That's really cool. And they had, and I don't know if you can call crimes classy, but they didn't do like prostitution, drugs. They didn't do that stuff. Like hits, wax. I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, not they, that I, not that I read. You know? Right, me either. But they I, were I didn't pretty see anything about cement boots or anything. No, so. I mean, there's not. Well, Cherry Creek. <laughs> Cherry Creek. I was gonna say there's not like really massive bodies of water around here. So, but had the dam broken at that point. 
Hey. We did that episode, we but did. it's not it hasn't aired because it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> trash. It's trash. So yeah, I sent you know, they were just doing the whole gambling, racketeering. They uh, even had a loan sharking business. So that that's how they were kinda nice. That that's the businesses they were running. So like a like a business like a racket that really won't hurt anybody, but they're just ripping off the government, pretty much. Pretty much sticking it to the man. Good. Good. Good for them. <laughs> but uh let's see, in uh nineteen fifty three uh they were sentenced twelve years to Leavenworth. I mean the business was Jeez. continued on. Uh, well, you mentioned him earlier, uh, Chauncey. <clears throat> yeah, he's the youngest brother. He 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 continued on the business, um, but ten years later, Clyde actually retired. That's insane, man. So ten years from what did you say, nineteen fifty-seven? You oh, said in nineteen fifty-three they were sentenced. They were sentenced. So they were already at least Clyde. Clyde was born in nineteen oh six, so he was already almost fifty years old. And you said ten years later he retired. Yep. That's a long, awesome life, dude. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine yeah, that. 60, almost 60 years old, and he's, like, retired and done with the mafia. and I've seen enough. Right? I'm going to go retire with all my money and be with my fam bam. That's right. Um, but uh, Checkers, he, he continued the business. But uh, by the 1970s, they weren't really seen as in charge of the gambling anymore. Uh, 1980... Checkers was sentenced to prison again uh, for loan sharking. Yeah, that's the risk you run when you're part of the mob. You're going to go to jail. Yeah. You know? So, I said it, at 1980, Small Dones kind of ceased to exist as a crime uh, enterprise. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah. I mean, there's still evidence that suggests that there there is, not the uh, the Small Dones, but that there is... Uh, mafia activity still in Colorado. I believe it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's everywhere. Yeah, when I was uh, <laughs> when I was 18, I'm not going to say names this time for sure because I don't want to, you know, give anything away, but when I was, like, 18, <clears throat> I was going to a metal show with one of my friends, and he was younger. I think he was, like, 17. So he's, like, 18 to 17. He's underage, and it was the weirdest thing in the world. Like, a bunch of us were going. Uh, it was a whole group of us, but I was driving... My friend. And he's like, I went to pick him up. And he's like, you got to come inside. You have to meet my dad. And I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm not taking you out on a date, dude. You know, <laughs> why do I have to meet your dad? And he's like, just, you, you just have, my my dad wants to meet you. You have to come inside. It's like, okay. Car and park, whatever, go inside. And I'm standing there. I'm like, uh, where is he? He's like, he's on the back patio. I'm like, are you not coming with? He's like, I'm not allowed to. So, again, you know, kids. So it's like, okay, this dude, this is weird. I don't think I've ever heard this story. Well. Carry on. So I go on the back patio, and there's a big old, definitely a mafia mob-looking guy sitting on his uh, back patio there with his feet up with flip-flops on, a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, big old mustache with aviator glasses smoking a cigar, right? And, uh... Doesn't look at me. He's facing away from the back door. And he hears me slide it open. And he says, have a seat. I know who you're talking and about. I was like, oh, shit. I know who you're talking about. Like, this is this is some mob shit. So I sit down. I look at him. And I'm like, oh, oh is he going to kill me? Like, what's going on? He said, you have my son back at 10 p.m. And I was like, 
uh, I was like, the show runs until 11. And he said, I don't care. You have my son back at 10 p.m. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. Like, you're going to ruin my night, but I could do that. I'm kind of scared right now, you know? <laughs> I'm not peeing my pants. Right. I'm not, I'm not peeing my pants. And then further, he get, he's like, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. He's like, what kind of car you drive? I was like, Chevy Malibu? And he's like, uh, who, who's your insurance company through? And I said, uh, American Family? And he's like, I know those people. As he hits his cigar, I know those people. Good people. <laughs> what? Like, oh my god! Ah. So we get in the car to go to the concert, and I, I sit down. He shuts the door, and I was like, "Your dad's part of the mob, isn't he?" And he's like, "Shut up, dude. Just drive, <laughs> dude." I know who you're talking about. I, I actually, you did tell me this one. Too. Yeah, That's that was crazy. it. Was insane, man. Yeah. So they they're still out there. Oh yeah. I, I mean, you know, that was when I was 18, like yeah. 18 years ago, almost. So. Around the same time, I, I didn't really bring you guys around them. I didn't like commingle the groups, but right, um, definitely not Italian mob. I'm not even gonna pretend to even just throw a random name out there. But this yeah. this kid was connected, uh, and I think he did uh, work for his uh, his parents. And what I mean by that is that dude didn't have a you know a nine to five kind of job. However, was able to afford a Mustang afford this house that we would go party oh. at all the time and just a slew of just crap would go off at the house that you would like this is it someone's gonna come and shut this down we're not gonna be allowed back in this house nobody ever came and shut nobody it down. ever came and shut it down and if they did <laughs> you didn't hear about it there was a party scheduled the next week so you know hmm. it's not like he was kind of any kind of official runner of the show what i'm saying is or that he was I, protected he was protected is what I'm getting at. So he <laughs> once asked me, Hey man, do you wanna do you wanna get a like a an apartment downtown with me? Like, hey guy, Ed, that's really expensive, dude. So yeah, don't you worry about money. But you don't you don't you know, this is that time, you know. Yeah. This is that time to ask the question, you know. I I don't know what you do. Like, what do you do for a living? And I don't know what <laughs> level of involvement you have in what it is that you... It, it, well, basically, it, those like those little breadcrumb kind of questions yeah, 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 yeah. to get him to trip up and finally say, he's like, those are the things that I don't need you to worry about. And I promise you, I won't wrap you up with what oh, I wrapped up he in. Oh, was, he was in there somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere along the way. Yeah, dude. So, or, hands or down. Or protected. And that's all yeah. we... Yeah, maybe he was a trust fund baby of a good my boss that was gone or something. That's cool. Yeah, so it's it, cool to the point where I was like, "Yeah, dude." Uh, <laughs> no, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds sweet, but uh, I, yeah, just it didn't happen. Needless to say. So, hey, good on the small dones for for you know just racketeering. Yeah, dude, keeping it clean, if you will. Yeah. They they weren't gonna do the crime thing that would defame your character, right? Like, you know, like, oh, man, he got wrapped up. And, and shit. Yeah. Al Capone was crazy, dude. Yeah. Dude, not... that dude, he ended up in Alcatraz with syphilis. Right? <laughs> we had syphilis for a long time. Dude, something. And, yeah, it, like, ate his brain away. Uh, my dad actually drove us by one of Al Capone's houses. And uh, there's these massive flower pots on the front porch, right? And I was like, those are really, like, those are really big flower vases like what the heck is the point in that 
I was like, well, that's one of the reasons why Al Capone, my dad. He's like, well, that's one of the reasons why Al Capone uh, got arrested. There were bodies in those freaking flower vases. Like, he just murdered somebody and threw them in the freaking flower vase and let their body rot. It's like, oh, dude, the neighbors are going to smell that. What the? Just make sure you have plenty of earthworms. I guess. Cement boots, not cement flower pots. Oh, man, the lake's right there. Capone, what are you doing? Yeah, well, that and, nasty. And <laughs> you nasty? Ah, he was he was twisted. I don't know. If anyone is craving some uh, Italian food, Gaetano's is still in operation. It is. It's over there uh, off of 38th and Tejon. You know, I'm Italian and I've never had a cannoli. Really? Yeah, as far as I can remember, I've never had a cannoli. You better get that fixed. There was this, uh, some manicotti. Yeah, I've had manicotti. Randy makes a really excellent tortellini dish. Love me some tortellini. My my grandma, some of the best freaking Italian dishes I've ever had in my life. Her her lasagna, like, I gotta say honestly, Lauren's lasagna is on freaking point with my grandma's. With the spaghetti? Because he says spaghetti's on point, too. Yep, spaghetti's on point, too. Dude, have you ever had gnocchi? No, I don't think so. You even know what it is? Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> well, the reason why I ask is because I had no idea what it was, and I'm eating at this Italian restaurant. But it was like a work thing. They always eat at a place called... No reference or relation to this... Whatever. Yeah, we're just shooting it, the shit it, now. Just shooting the shit. But there's this place called... Uh, it's right by work. We always go there for a work function. It's like something special happened. So anyway, here I am. And I'm like, yeah, whatever this is. Uh, can I get the naki? The naki? The, the ganaki? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that's noki. And sure. Dude, I'm mowing through this thing. They're basically like little bread clumps. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, this is amazing, dude. About halfway through the dish, those little bread clumps. They expand. They expand, dude. I was so full. And I was expected to go back to work after that. That was. We love our bread, but as I get older, that bread comes back to haunt me. Like what happened to you? It's like I I eat a whole thing of goulash or a calzone, and I frick it at the end of it. I'm like, Bleh. but yeah, um, this this uh, J P Weiser. J P Weisers. I didn't need an ice cube for this one. Um, it packs a punch. That that burn is just sits right where it needs to below the heart. Yep, especially when you inhale it. That's fun. Yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, we no. don't recommend that. No, that was rough. But I, what what are we talking about next week? So, what's awesome? Shout out to my father in law. He uh, he he caught on that we were doing this, and he sent me a nice. bunch of topics. And one that uh, that caught my eye was Lakeside. I don't know. I look forward to digging into it. It looks like it's pretty damn old. So. I believe it's the 60s. And who knows? Maybe our small Doan friends went there one time when they were swooning their date. Hey, maybe. Maybe after uh, old Clyde retired, he went to Lakeside. Because that would have been in the 60s. There you go. That's true. So, yeah. Let's look forward to Lakeside. Cool. And uh, I'll try to figure out a good uh, a good beverage for, for that. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we enjoyed these drinks. If you really want to go, it's it's not a cheap bottle. I suggest you split it with a friend. Um, J.P. Weiser's 24-year-old cask-strength whiskey. Delicious. I I let mine sit throughout the episode. Not sit, but I was, I stretched it through the episode. I just finished mine. So, right, good drink. Town. Yep, good time. Right on. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. That's a wrap. Thank you.
like this town This town is a make you town or a break you town